Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the Dodger Dudes Show with former Dodger pitcher Brett Tomko and his Sandlot buddy Josh the Duker Luke. The Dodger Dudes talk Dodger baseball, Sandlot stories from their youth, and share what it's going to take for the Blue Crew to win the World Series. Don't forget to answer our weekly poll question and fan poll on Twitter and Facebook. The Dodger Dudes Show is part of the Believe Sports Network online at BLEAV.com. The Dodger Dudes believe in the Dodgers. Do you believe? Welcome to the first episode of the Believe in Dodgers podcast with the Dodger dudes, Brett Tomko and Josh Luke. I'm your co-host, Josh Luke. I'm here with my buddy of over 30 years, former major leaguer, former Dodger pitcher, Brett Tomko. Brett, tell us how the idea for this show, Believe in Dodgers with the Dodger dudes, came together. I still can't believe we'd known each other for 30, 35 plus years and we're still friends is, is, the, is, is the thing we must address first. Um, yeah, the the show came about, um, you know, I, I had been talking about trying to get into, you know, some broadcasting and, and Jerry Harrison Jr. and I, and I, I, had done, I had done Sportsnet LA up there with Jerry and, you know, he called me one day and said, hey, would you be interested in something? I want to pass your name along uh, to a buddy of mine. So, um, you know, I got a phone call waiting to pick my kids up from school and it was to do a podcast on uh, the Believe Network. So, you know, I started really thinking about it and, and, you know, thinking about what I could really do with this. And it, and it sounded intriguing. So, you know, it was one of those things that had kind of been on the back burner for a little bit um, and sat on it for a while. And I, I figured, you know, since, since it's coming down to the nitty gritty in the playoffs, it, it's, it's a good time to start it. So, you know, I really started thinking about, I didn't want to do this completely by myself. Um, I thought it would be good chemistry to have somebody come along. And I started thinking to myself, like, you know, it'd be great to have somebody that really loved the Dodgers and, and really knew the Dodgers in and out. You know, I, I played for them. I played the game for a long time. But, you know, it, to be really in, enthralled in, in, you know, Dodger Dodger baseball, you know, every day, I'm trying to think, who can I do it? And and kind of made me think of you, Josh. Um, I don't know. I, I have some friends that are huge, huge Dodger fans, but I don't know if there's anyone that is more of a Dodger fan than you. So I'll take that. <laughs> so I, I called you up and the conversation was, hey, Josh, um, I got I got a question for you. And I, and we hadn't talked in a little bit. So I said, do you have any broadcasting background? And I knew I knew <laughs> I knew your background, which we'll go into a little bit. But, you know, with what you do and the public speaking and traveling all around the world. Um, and you're like, of course I do. I went to school for it. So right then it was like the light bulb went off and, uh, and it, and it kind of went from there. And this was, you know, just, just over a week ago or so that we kind of said, Hey, let's, let's step on the gas pedal and do this. And, and, you know, it kind of went from there. Yeah. It's so cool. I remember hanging up the phone. I was sitting on an airplane. I was at an airport, uh, flying back home uh, to see my family after speaking. I was speaking in Boston earlier this week and the phone rang and I hung it up and I went, wow, 
that would be the coolest job ever. And, and, and I'm so glad that Brett, I grew up with Brett and uh, his brother, Scott, and we were all sports junkies. And what you guys might, might not know is my brother, Matt Luke also played for the Dodgers. Interesting story. I'm sure we'll cover that, that Matt was a Dodger when Brett was a red and they faced each other. I'm sure Brett will let us know at some point in time what happened to that. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, but it, it was an awesome call to get. And, and I got home and I said to my wife, I said, Hey, I finally found some value in the fact that I sit on the couch in the backyard every night and watch every pitch of every Dodger game. Uh, Brett has an opportunity to do a podcast and he wants a co-host that's more of an academia and that kind of, you know, can get down in the nuts and bolts. So he, he can uh, counter that with his baseball experience and his take. So, Hey, really quickly, let's tell you what we're going to talk about today. We're just going to introduce ourselves to you a little bit as the listeners. We're excited. We hope you're excited. We want to give a different take to Dodger baseball. We're really excited to be launching right before the, the, uh, the, the stretch run here in the playoffs. So today we're going to introduce ourselves. We're going to tell you a little bit about some of the things we're going to do on our show. And uh, what I'll just tell you really quickly about me that Brett didn't fill in. And then I want Brett to give a little history on himself for those of you who uh, don't know. He had a, a really well-traveled career, an awesome career, came out of El Dorado High School, a baseball factory. But Brett and I were actually um, basketball teammates in high school. Our older brothers were baseball teammates before we got to be bro- be uh, buddies. But uh, that, that gets us 30 years in here. And, and just to give you a little history on me, uh, my brother did play for the Dodgers and Angels. He came up with the Yankees. He was actually roommates with Derek Jeter and the Miners. I got to rub elbows with, with Jeter and Mariano Rivera and a lot of those guys when it was 18, 19, 20. In fact, that same spring training, I was down there with my brother. I remember going to see Brett hanging out with his, his mom and dad at, at spring training. Plant, Plant City, is that what Plant, it was? Plant City, Florida. Yep. Yeah, so I remember seeing his mom and dad there and just such an awesome time for everybody. So, guys, I am stoked to be co-hosting this. We are going to do our best to bring you stuff that's new and different. Um, I am a public speaker. I was a hospital CEO in Southern California for about 10 years. I teach at the University of Southern California, and um, I'm just excited because I love the Dodgers, and everything you hear from me is going to be just out of you know, pure jubilation for the fact that we need to win 11 games in the postseason. And, and in 2017, the Dodgers were the best team in the league, and I remember telling my kids the best team doesn't always win. And we'll talk about this later, too. But there were two games in the World Series against Houston that got away from us. And that, that meant the best team didn't win that year. And it's not taking anything against, away from Houston, but that was our year. And I remember last year when my brother went to Boston, uh, we weren't the best team. We were going we to have to pull it out of our hat. So that's me in a nutshell, guys. I want to I give Brett a few minutes to tell you a little bit about his background and his career because he has a really good story, played for a lot of teams, and rubbed elbows with a lot of great players. Well, yeah, yeah. Um... So I, I was drafted. I, Josh was correct. I, El Dorado High School out here in Orange County, um, a baseball factory. Um, Josh's brother, Matt, my brother played, Phil Nevin, um, Brett Boone. We all went to high school within about a four-year span. And there's, there's a bunch of other names that, that went there before me and after me that, that have become great baseball players, professional baseball players, and major league baseball players. So you know, it's kind of like Orange County was kind of the mecca for baseball for us. But I ended up going uh, to a couple different schools, Mount San Antonio Junior College. Um, and then I got drafted out of Florida Southern uh, College out in Lakeland, Florida, to the Reds and came up. And and to use the, the term journeyman, um, I used to think it was like a really derogatory term, but it kind of sums up kind of what happened in my career. Um, I thought I was going to be a Cincinnati Reds uh, player for the my entire career and and that 
that just doesn't happen nowadays. Um, you know, I was involved in the trade that sent uh, Mike Cameron and myself and a couple other players to Seattle for Ken Griffey Jr. And, and that, that started the journey. <laughs> um, I played for 10 different teams, major league teams over a 20 year span. So about 14 of them in the big leagues and, and went all over and did a little bit of everything. Um, started relieved, um, closed a little bit, short guy for a little bit. So, you know, I was involved in a lot of stuff and, 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 and got to experience a lot of things and traveled all around the country, you know, playing in 10 different cities, um, packing my bags up, you know, about a hundred times throughout my career. Um, you know, it, I traveled all over the place and it was great. Uh, and that's one thing I, th I think being a major league baseball player is probably the best thing you can do in the world. It, it was definitely a fun, fun experience that I miss pretty much every day. So, you know, and, and Josh and I have talked about it. We want to make this show interactive. Um, we want to know what everyone out there is thinking and, and, and really want to know. Um, you know, I can give some background being in the game and, and maybe what's going through the mind of some of the players. And Josh can give you background of, of basically everyone else out there watching the game saying like, why is this going on? Why isn't he doing this? And, and, and hopefully I can dive into a little bit of, of exactly what people are thinking and maybe what happens. And, I, and on that thing too, it's one of the things is, this is solely our opinion. You know, it's, it's an educated opinion that we're trying to put out there and, and doesn't mean we're right. Doesn't mean we're wrong, but you know, we just want to talk baseball and, and talk about the Dodgers and talk about other events that are going on you know, maybe around Major League Baseball that are relevant, that are, are controversial or, or even fun. We want to make this as fun as we can. So you heard Brett use the term interactive. And uh, if, if you know anything about me as a healthcare administrator or even a public speaker or a teacher at the University of Southern California, uh, I have a, a strong social media presence. I'm on social media on Twitter and LinkedIn every day. Uh, you can connect with my personal accounts there, but we also have some show accounts. And we're going to be doing three things uh, that, that we'd love for you guys to participate in. And the first is just to have a Twitter and Facebook uh, weekly interactive fan topic for you. So we're going to throw that out there. The second thing we're going to do on those two social platforms, Facebook and Twitter, is we're going to have a fan poll each week. And the third thing we're going to do, and Brett came up with this idea from one of his favorite podcasts, we're going to have a hashtag campaign. Anytime that you're frustrated or don't understand something, if you hashtag in your post on Twitter or um, Facebook and you also include our handle, I want you to hashtag, hashtag what I don't get. Whether it's about the Dodgers and why they maybe play lefties some days against lefties but not others, or whether it's a Major League Baseball question about some other team, hey, why did this happen? Or whether it's just something about a player that you don't quite understand, hey, why does he wear one leg up and one leg down? <laughs> just hashtag what I don't get, and Brett and I'll do our best to, to get some info on it, but also just to have some fun and talk about it. So you also heard, I want to I tell you about a day in 1998, I went to watch Matt, my brother Matt, the Dodgers play. Brett was pitching, and um, there were three El Dorado High School baseball players on the field that day because Brett Boone was was Brett's teammate that year if I recall right yeah, yeah. I, I can't remember who Phil played for in 1998 we'll have to look that up but that season there were four El Dorado Golden Hawks in the majors and that was a pretty cool thing for all of us so so Brett I wanted to ask you a little bit too about uh, the first time you pitched at Dodger Stadium tell us about that well uh, my rookie year I came up I came up in 1997 with the Reds and, and got off to a pretty good start uh, and you know it came it was it was in August. Um, came to Dodger Stadium, and as as a kid growing up, you know, went to a lot of Angel games, uh, went to Dodger games, and 
never in my wildest dreams ever thought I'd be a professional baseball player, let alone a big leaguer. So I can remember, and you'll know this story and it involves your brother. I remember, uh, my brother, uh, and Matt played together, but it was CIF championship at Dodger stadium. And I was in the stands and your brother stole home to win the championship. And, and seeing stuff like that, I thought like, Whoa, that's really cool. And like, the next year, it was my senior year, and we stunk. We stunk. <laughs> we had zero chance of ever making it what to Dodgers Stadium. Yeah, and 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 it was one of those things. Like, oh man, that would be so cool to play to play on a big league ball field. And and I don't know if there's a better place to play a baseball game than Dodger Stadium. Um, and so it was August. It was ESPN. Um, Hideo Nomo, right in the like heyday of of his career, where he was was the guy. And I walk in there, I'm thinking, like, how cool is this? I'm facing Hideo Nomo, ESPN, Sunday Night Baseball. Um, you know, the sun's going down. It's a beautiful sunset. The palm trees in the background. Like, such a cool experience. Um, and I had, I think I had about 50, 60 tickets. Before the, the players actually had to pay for tickets, uh, we could get a, a, a pretty big lot of them. But I had 50, 60 tickets that I had left. Uh, for people. And, and I finally had to say no. And then there was probably 30 more that I knew about that were coming. So I had about a hundred people in the stands and to go out there and I th- ended up throwing seven innings against Nomo and, and ended up getting a win. So my first, my first experience at Dodger stadium was like, it's one of those things you're never going to forget. It's one of those things you almost can't write and to face a guy like Nomo and, and, and that situation was was a really cool thing. And it's, it's one of those ones that really stick out in my mind and say like, oh, do you remember any of your starts? And that was, that was a big one. So, you know, there's not, there's not many places, like I said, like Chavez Ravine to go, to go pitch a major league baseball game. And that was 1998. That was 97. 97. Okay. I was going to say, I wonder if that's the same game I referred to. Cause I remember watching that, but my brother wasn't playing that year. He was, uh, I, I think still in the Yankee system. So I want to, I want to tell you something else that's funny. Brett and I both have kids. Our kids are growing up. Brett lives down towards San Diego. I live in Orange County still. And you know, the only place I saw Brett for about three years and I saw him twice in the same place. It was in the restroom at Dodger Stadium <laughs> during the playoffs and world series. <laughs> that's absolutely true. <laughs> I walked in, I walked in and I walked in and saw Luke 44 and I'm like, who else is going to be having a Luke 44 jersey? It's either going to be Matt or it's going to be Josh. I can tell you Matt wouldn't be wearing his own jersey too. So it was me. And the funnier, the funnier story was that was uh, my brother and his wife uh, came to the game with my wife and we were joking around. I'm like, dude, put my jersey on. Where are my jersey? So let's just show us some Tomko love. And he's like, no, nah, I'm good. And sure enough, I run into Josh and he's got Matt's jersey on. I walked back and I said, dude, Josh had Matt's jersey on it. You couldn't sport mine. See? So it was, it was good. But that, yeah, for a long time, that's the only place we ever ran into each other. Sorry about that little technical difficulty. When Brett called me last week about doing this show, um, I was on a plane. I was really excited. So I quickly jumped on the internet and did something I hadn't done in about 10 years, which is I searched for Matt Luke baseball cards. If you're ever really bored, okay, you can search for Matt Luke baseball cards. And the funny thing is the shipping, the card might cost a dime, but the shipping's like two bucks. Mine are, mine are right there too. <laughs> <laughs> and I found the one card that is really rare. I only have two. Now I have two for eight bucks. I bought a Matt Luke. Paul Canerco, rookies, 
um, card, you know, where they kind of turn it on the vertical way and they split it in half. So I paid eight bucks for a card. And as soon as I got it, I'd lost about $7 and 65 cents in value. Now, now did Canerico, did he go straight to the red? So did you play with no, him? I was with the white Sox and then came to the red. So I played with Paul. I played with about everyone in the major leagues at some point. Um, I was going to do that, make a list of, of everyone I played with. And some of the, some of the people on the list are like, when you look at it, you're like Ricky Henderson. Nobody played with Ricky Henderson. That was so long ago, but there's a, there's a lot of, a lot of former players that I play with, but the funny thing is when you jumped, you said so you jumped on the plane and, and and started thinking about it. And I knew I picked the right person to do this with because within like ten minutes, I got a text back with like with like thirty different topics that we could go over. So it was like because I kept thinking like we got to come up with content. And Josh, like I said, Josh is gonna Josh is gonna kill it in terms of of what we need to really talk about. So. Uh, one of the other features of this show is I've, I've kind of challenged Brett. I said, hey, I want you to share a, a kind of a moment to put us on the mound with you on every show uh, and and try to – today I had one in mind that he told me, and he goes, no, I want to talk about the first time I pitched at Dodger Stadium. That's perfect because it fits with our theme of an intro show. And that's one of the features we're going to try to bring you is two to, two to four minutes of, of Brett putting us on the mound with him to see things from a perspective that those of us that ever never did get to live that dream may not uh, have um, have ever got to experience. So I'm really excited about that. And Brett has some awesome stories. I also made a note here for those of you who are uh, El Dorado fans. We have a, a Dylan Moore is in the majors right now with Seattle. Oh yeah, I just, saw that. I just saw yeah. that he got yeah. he got called up. So and uh, I coached against his dad here in Little League in Yorba Linda. So it's really exciting to see him up there. So. For the fan poll and for the interactive portion of our show, guys, we want you to carry this. We want you to go on there. We want, we want you to tag our handles. We want you to get involved. Uh, we want you to um, let your friends know. Tag other friends that are Dodger fans. We're going to do our best to bring you a show at least once a week year-round. We're going to do our best to be very timely. So if something happens like happened the other night where – um, where Jansen blew a two-run lead in the ninth and the Dodgers lost. But interestingly, I texted Brett the next morning. I said, hey, they, the, the bench is cleared after the game was over because the Diamondbacks pitcher, even though they're 18 games back, was popping off as he walked off the mound. <laughs> and Kershaw and Roberts, believe it or not, were the first two out of the dugout to say, hey, that doesn't fly here. So, guys, we're going to do our best, and we want you to tell us what you want to hear. So um, we're really looking forward to doing this. So, Brett, tell us a story about Tell us a bench clearing story bench that you're involved in. Well, I have my, my, my first bench clearing experience was I just came out of college. You know, I'm, I'm bright eyed, you know, right into professional baseball and I'm in uh, Charleston, South Carolina. And I'm literally two weeks into my professional career and we're sitting on the bench before the game. And a guy looks over at me and said, Hey, we're going to fight today. And I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, we're going to, we're, we're probably going to get in a fight with this team in the first inning. And I'm like, Dude, I, okay. So sure enough, we come up to bat the very first batter balls right at him, drills him and the bench is clear. Cause they had had beef earlier in the year at a play at home plate. So we, and then we had drilled one of their guys. So they knew it. So we run out in the field and I'm thinking like, what is going on? And there's, and you got to understand in a minor league brawl, it's a lot different than a major league brawl because there's no security guards. There's a couple umpires. And it, I mean, it got hectic. And your head's on a swivel because you don't want to take it like a right cross when you're not looking at it. And I'm seeing people on the ground getting spiked to the head, people bleeding. There's, there's a brawl by first base. I'm running over trying to throw people off. 
there's one our shortstop had made their way over towards the fence a guy threw a beer on him there happened to be a door and was flipped open now everyone is running into the stands the players are going into the stands and going after the the fans and the fans are coming the manager is on top of the dugout and I'm thinking to myself what in the heck did I get myself into I I, I literally wanted to pack my bags and go back home because I'm like I didn't sign up for this I just want to pitch but the, the, the bench clearing brawls I, I <laughs> my other good one would be um, we're in Cleveland, and Jose Mesa and Omar Vizquel had a, a beef, a long beef, standing history beef. And I remember that one. Yeah, and so <clears throat> game's out of hand. Um, Jose Mesa, I'm in Seattle. I'm playing for Seattle. It's the ninth inning. I happen to go to the bathroom. So I'm sitting in the bathroom, and Mesa was going in, and I, I didn't know there was a beef, but he had vowed every time he faced Omar Vizquel, he was going to hit him. Every single time he faced him for the rest of his career and I didn't know this so I go into the bathroom and I'm sitting there I'm doing my business and all of a sudden I hear the crowd go wild and I'm thinking ah Mesa gave up a home run that's too bad and it's not it's not calming down it's getting louder and louder and I'm thinking like that man he must be taking a long time to run the bases and then so I get ready I come out and I look out I come out the door and there's no one in the bullpen and I'm standing there by myself and everyone is on the field and I'm thinking what do I do do I stay here in the bullpen or do I run out in the field and look like an idiot because I, That's awesome. I had missed the train going out to the mound and I'm thinking like, oh, if I don't go, I'm going to hear it from all the players like, where were you? You weren't there to help us. So I took it. I went down. I'm running by myself and I'm just getting bar- just barraged by fans saying, you're late. You're late to the party. <laughs> and I just ran out and wore it. But yeah, there's, I have a bunch of them, but those are the two that I remember the, remember the most. So the fans, was that in Seattle? Or was that, that was in Cleveland. Okay, so, yeah. so the fans in Cleveland actually probably thought Brett was like an old coach that was just slow or something, right, <laughs> running out there. And that's actually a perfect lead-in to what I remember my brother told me about his first bench clear in the minors is what, what, what dawned upon him the most is the fines were outrageous, right? And you're not making any money. That and- was the biggest fine of uh, a ball in the history of – the minor leagues was that fine we all got everyone got fined for going out there but it was it was there were a lot of fines so when you're making 20 30 grand a year and you get a 300 fine and, and as my brother always described it sometimes you don't agree with it sometimes it's not a guy you particularly like but the minute you set foot on the field it costs you 300 bucks so i think it was fortunate that Joe, that brett was in the bathroom when they were in cleveland so the right? minor league one i was making 332 dollars of uh um, every paycheck. And I remember that. And so it caught, I think our, my fine was a hundred bucks. So it cost me a third of my paycheck just for stepping on the field. Well, guys, this is the kind of up close and personal um, stuff we're going to bring you. And again, as Brett said earlier, we want to bring passion. We want to be interactive. We don't necessarily think our perspectives are always right. They're just our perspectives. And we're two guys that know each other, that know how to have fun. Oh, I want to tell one story really quickly. Brett probably doesn't remember the story. Basketball in high school? Yeah, high school basketball. Here it comes. Okay. So Brett and I were on JV. He was a sophomore. I was a junior. Um, we were the two best players on our team. We were both the best shooters on the team, but I was older. I was pretty cocky and and I wanted to shoot a little is an understatement. Okay. And so (laughs) one game we're winning and Brett goes, dude, can you just pass me the ball once? Come on. So I said, okay, I'll pass it to you next time down. So next time down we're on, he's on the baseline on the left side. I come down to the wing. I drive to the basket. I throw around the back pass. It hits him in the belly and it goes out of bounds. When I turn, I look at him. I go, dude, what's up? 
you told me to pass you the ball. And he goes, yeah, but you always tell me you're going to pass me the ball and you never do. <laughs> we, had, we had a lot of good battles. We had a lot of good battles in practice. It was, uh, that was the thing I wanted to be, I wanted to be, go to college and play basketball. So that was my first love. And I it probably was your first love too, but man, we had, we had a lot of good times back in the day. So one fact you might not know about Brett Tomko is he broke the uh, Orange County high school basketball single game scoring record with 55 points at Brea, right? Yeah. And right. is that still in place? No, uh, Tess Whitlock broke it after that. Who <laughs> like was, a week later? <laughs> yeah, like a week later. Well, the funny thing is this is, this is how I became a baseball player. To talk about a story. So I, I, I scored 55, a guy named Tess Whitlock that ended up going to Arizona State and then Hawaii scored, I think, 63 or 68. I'm not sure. And then we matched up like two weeks later. So it was a big deal. So they were um, in our league, right, Loera? They were in our league. He went to Loera High School. So it was a big deal. And – you know, I kind of played power forward, three guard. He played point guard. And uh, our coach said, hey, you know, this is who you're going to have to guard if you go to college. And I said, okay. So, I mean, I, I can take him. So, <laughs> so I get out there and I could not take him. Um, the first half, he just made me look silly. And it was, it was all on a breakaway dunk. This is when, like, the magic moment, moment happened for me. Ball's kicked out. We're going one-on-one. We're going down the court. And I'm thinking, in my mind, it's already slow motion. I'm like, we're going to jump up. I'm going to reject him. Like, this is going to look so cool. A sports center. Well, I jumped. He jumped. He kept going as I stopped. He dunked on me, elbowed me in the nose. I go to my back. He comes down straddling me, just staring at me. And that was the moment I was like, well, maybe basketball isn't in my future. And then kind of was like, well, maybe baseball is the way to go. So thank you, Tess Whitlock, for, for showing me the way. Who would have thought a shout-out to Tess Whitlock on, uh, <laughs> on a Dodgers podcast? That's an awesome story. And that's the kind of stuff you're going to get. Guys, thanks for listening to our, our introductory show. Hopefully we've given you a taste of what you can expect. Um, the show is called Believe in Dodgers with the Dodger dudes, Brett Tomko and Josh Luke. It's on the Believe Network, but I want to make sure you know how to spell that. It's B-L-E-A-V. Uh, dot com b-l-e-a-v.com but it's pronounced believe uh, and we are really excited there's a, a l- bunch of la sports podcasts uh, we're hoping to uh, be as good as any of them we know that we love the dodgers we know if you're listening you love the dodgers so brett anything else you want to share before we sign off i i'm just excited i'm excited to do this i'm excited to do it with you and and like you said we want to make this a, a fun experience for us for for you guys out there and just and talk good dodger baseball and guys, we got thick skin, so if you don't like something we say, well, that I makes mean, sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have to pitch a long time, so my thin's gotten a little bit thinner. But now we we'll be all right. We got thick skin. So, guys, uh, on social media, uh, throw stuff at us that you want us to talk about. That, that we're going to try to do real time stuff. We're going to try to do the answer the questions that you guys have as fans as well. So it's Josh Luke and Brett Tomko signing off for our uh, inaugural podcast here on the Believe in Dodgers with the Dodger Deuce, Brett Tomko and Josh Luke. Hey, we'll see you guys soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. 
And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.